Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. This is the first hour on Nuwana's Now. Check it out on the Nuwana's Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. We're here at the scene of the crime where Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, ruined my life last week. So please tell me it's going to at least be not as devastating as Carl Malone's just completely deplorable behavior. Um, I can't promise you anything. Okay. Well, Sorry. Chicken doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio, presented by Hot House Yoga and the Hype House. Oh, I went to Hot House today nice. for Sculpt at noon. Holy moly. So good. That gal is a savage. Well, today it was Jen who taught, and mm, she is savage. And um, she is so awesome. And you know what I love about it? She would, like, miscount or, you know, whatever. And she'd be like, oh, I don't know. And everyone would just laugh. And we, it's just so not serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you think of a yoga studio, you have to be serious and, I don't know, quiet. And it's just not like that in there. It's super fun. Well, they're a great place, downtown Missoula, and a great place to supplement it is at the Hype House. They're on Tool Avenue, the Hype House. It has spin classes and strength classes. So if you're trying to get fit, stay fit, add to your mental and physical health, go check out both the Hype House and Hot House Yoga, both presenting sponsors here at Nuana's Now. What uh, was, what do you got this week? <laughs> Um, are you going to actually pay attention? Or are you going to be looking attention. at your computer? I was just trying to prep because I know you're going to be talking about something a controversial, murderous maybe even. We'll see. We'll see about We'll time. see if we get there. Okay. I, what I want to start with is the name image likeness um, stuff that's going on with NCAA athletes. Okay. Specifically, Cavender twins. Cavender? Did I say their name I right? I don't know. Oh. I- you don't know who they are? I don't. I'm the chi- I'm the I'm the uh, dude who doesn't know sports half the time. Well, Krista Redpath is not going to be very happy with you because okay. these are these are basketball players at University of Miami. Oh, I do know about this. And um, they this, the first name image likeness infraction was given to their coach and a booster who yeah. basically took them her, their family out to dinner and um, then their I guess that's against the rules. I guess. I don't really even know what the rules are anymore or uh, that there even was rules anymore. But anyways. Right. Well, it, this is what I wanted to chat about. So whatever with the infraction, whatever, whatever. But let's talk about this name image likeness. So the Cavender twins are both gorgeous, blonde, mm-hmm. you know, basketball players. They have huge following on Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok. And then there's this Olivia Dunn, a Louisiana State University Look at you, just gymnast. knowledge. She also has a huge... She's the number one. I think she makes the most money with name, image, likeness, and then on social media. It's just interesting to me because I was reading about these two and thinking about how, because they're very good looking, attractive young women, they have these huge followings on Instagram. Right. And Olivia Dunn will show up to practice to... Um, meets at whatnot, and it's all these like twenty-year-old dudes. It's like a, it's like the malls in the eighties when like new kids on the block would come, but like with guys. So weird. It's so weird. 
I, I could never imagine going. It's like stalker. Right. It's weird. There's even an Instagram page like Mr. Olivia Dunn or something like pretending to be like wishing he was her husband or something. Oh it's probably like a 40 year old man too. For sure. Anyway, so I found this interesting because you think of all the football players that are getting all this name image likeness deals. Sure. But female sports are emerging with higher numbers, with higher NIL deals. Yeah, I there's some part of this that's just so weird because Instagram has an algorithm, right? That it presents to you, no matter who you are, based on what you like to look at, right? And there's Instagram algorithm triggers for all sorts of different stuff, whether it's bikes or skis or shoes or nutrition or fitness, but probably arguably one of, if not the most highly ranked algorithm tweaks on Instagram is hot women. Right. Bikini chicks, whatever. Thoughts. Chick, chicks, the girls not wearing a lot of clothes, right. girls that are fit and beautiful and what, whatever. It's a double-edged sword for sure. I don't want to go down the road of just how bad all of that is for your brain. I do think it's really bad. But I wonder then if that caters to female athletes having more of an influence in modern social media. Well, I think... Because they're just going to fall into it. You know what I mean? Like right, The algorithm is going to sort them into a more prominent category than like the men's basketball player, just a guy. Right. But women will also watch women who... That's right. Right. So That's like, why it's such a huge deal because... Yeah. Because... But we're not... It's double well, some, the audience. Some women are watching it to... You know, but like... A lot of women are just like, oh, what clothes is she wearing? What makeup is she? What's her makeup routine? What did she do last night? So then they get these crazy followers. I mean, specifically Olivia Dunn and these twins have like 5 million followers each or something insane. Like that's, that's like Kardashian level, which is kind of a big deal, but it's kind of great. And I'll say that because first of all, men, men, college football players have a bigger chance of going pro than female Totally. Basketball players, let's say, or female volleyball players. Oh, and also D1 athletics spend two times as much on men's teams and women's. Definitely. So these girls are getting paid. Yeah. And they're set up for their future because they're not going to go pro most likely in their sport. Maybe they will, but they're not going to get paid as much as a Well, right. That's that's the caveat is that going pro in almost every woman's sport does not equal riches. Right. So I say, show your stuff, do the bikini pics, do what you got to do, make that money, honey. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know where to go with this. (laughs) I think it's great that these... uh, Doing things for money that anyone can do is always going to be morally uh, questionable to me. Okay, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just saying like... But like the whole concept of making money off something is is being able to do something that other people can't do. Okay, but you know what? We don't live in this little weird world that your brain focuses on. (laughs) Obviously, you want, you know, that's different. But this is the way the world works now. No, totally. Unfortunately. These kids are putting out like three videos a day. There's like a seven-year-old who makes like three million a year unboxing toys. (laughs) And I'm sitting in here right now. (laughs) Yes, right. I'm getting up at 6.30 every day to go to work. So, you know, it's just the way it is now. The other part of this, you're burying the lead a little bit. Because okay. the other part of this is that regardless of what the calendar, Cavender, excuse me, twins look like or their influence on social media or anything like that, the hilarity, 
here of the NCAA sanctioning the Miami women's basketball team is it's just so funny. Well, doesn't the NCAA like hate Miami? Well, this is the whole thing, though, is like of all of the things that are happening and have happened at Miami. This is what they're getting mad at. This is what they're getting mad at. Right. These girls basketball players going to dinner at somebody's house. They have the most notorious booster in the history of college sports. He was he had like a a hooker and cocaine boat that he would take the recruits on. Like really? Football? Yes. I mean, they were is giving. This, is guys, that they the used same to be, guy? They used to give guys bags of cash to go play at Miami, which like, is what they're doing now with NIL, right, right? But at least it's more regulated, right? Right. Because I mean, this I can't remember his name, but the Rock. Th- this person's money was not coming from like investment accounts. It was coming you from know? Columbia. <laughs> like this guy was making his money in very unsavory ways and then using that to buy athletes for the University of Miami. It's just hilarious that of all the stuff that has gone on and is going on in Miami, that they decided to crack down. It's just like when Ricky Williams was the only guy in the NFL that was failing drug tests for smoking weed because they just wanted to scapegoat Ricky but Williams. Wait, let's go back to this this booster thing and people giving money to get people to play. Why? Like, why do you care that much? Oh man, I don't get it. Like, now we're gonna... I get the boosters supporting the like athletics and your your university and whatever. I get that, yeah. but like to be that invested in p- giving money to players. I, I just don't. I don't understand. And I don't even understand why this booster took this family out to dinner either. It's why this whole. uh, So a booster taking kids out to dinner, I think, is completely fine. Because a lot of times you have kids that are playing sports at colleges that are from a long ways away. Yeah. So they don't have a family. No, but this isn't what happened. This was before they signed on with University of Miami. It was sort of like a recruitment trip. And then he took them to some fancy dinner. The question that you're asking, I mean, it goes down a deep rabbit hole. I think it's why I've become so disenfranchised with college sports. I mean, I think it's utterly pathetic that people steep their self-worth in the in the result of games played by teenagers and people in their early 20s. Agreed. I think it's really stupid. Yeah, clearly I do too. Like, like sports is a performance, right? If you were going to go watch your kids in any sort of performance, you're not sitting there and analyzing anything but your kids participating in said performance, right? Right. They're doing the best they can. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they get first or last on the ski race. Doesn't matter if they're awesome or they suck at the band concert. They're doing it and you're there to watch them do it. Right. You're appreciating the performance. That's it. There's no winning and losing. Now we're so obsessed with winning and losing. And so then it's like, why are we spending millions and millions of dollars for this? I don't know the answer to the question. Okay. I wish that we could just appreciate the performance. Like imagine. Yeah, let's just have fun. Imagine like Mike Kramer's the one that pointed this out to me. Long time Big Sky Conference football coach. What if the narrative coming out of the Cackers football game every year was just the awesomeness of both teams? Or coming together of two teams right. from the same They both state did and, their best. Yeah. And I'm not asking for some sort of like participation trophy socialist attitude because I do think that winning and losing is a defined and important part of sports and life. But I do think that people pouring their self-worth and their financial resources into this, it's why we're so broken. But we're never never turning back. Well, it reminds me of when one of the first Chick Who Does No Sports segments, when I the NFL or the NBA draft, I don't remember which one, and people were booing. That's right. And when someone got drafted, and I was like, what? First of all, it's rude. And second of all, like... Who are, who are you to say who gets drafted? <laughs> right. Like that these people put this these ideas together and figure it out and then to boo them? Rude and weird. College sports is just so weird because there's such a direct affiliation because people are obsessed with nostalgia and they're obsessed with their own best memories and college athletics the one of the best parts about it is it does 
bring student bodies together. You have great times at these events with all your peers. A lot of times people go to schools like Miami because of sports. Because they want to watch and... Oh, really? I'd go for the drugs. <laughs> Just kidding. Kidding, kidding. But, but then you spend the rest of your life trying to recapture that feeling of nostalgia. Well, then there's people who just root for schools they didn't even go to. Sure. That's even more weird. I know. I, I'm like, what? You didn't even go to this school. Like, that's a, such a common thing in Montana. Because so many people from here went to school in-state, and they can also have a favorite, like, big-time team, too. Oh, okay. So, like, you went to Montana, but you love Notre Dame like, or whatever. I got, we got a loyal listener who maybe maybe he's listening. He's a Grizz season ticket holder across the board. He also is obsessed with Michigan. Loves Michigan. Yeah. Goes to Michigan games in the fall. Loves Michigan. I mean, there's Michigan in the fall. is beautiful. Sure. <laughs> You're bringing up a good question, though, because I don't know why. I don't know why I have never been able to get behind it. Like, Yeah. I mean, I'm all for supporting... Montana, Montana State, whatever. Like, I love too, boosters. All of those things are great. I just don't know if tipping the odds by giving a kid a hundred grand or whatever or a cocaine boat is like <laughs> what, worth it. You know, it's definitely not worth it. But it's definitely. The, I mean, do you know what's going on? You probably have no idea. You actually, who am I talking? Yeah, what about? are you those on sports? You have no clue. Uh, ESPN Radio. Texas A and M is one of the richest schools in the country. Yes, right? we've talked about this. And Texas A and M has a football coach who's on the one of the most protective and long-term contracts in the country. Jimbo Fisher, to fire him, Texas A&M would have to come up with $85 million. I think we've talked about this before. But they could totally do it because there's at least 8 to 10, maybe 12 guys that have the money that would all throw down 6 to $10 million to get this guy fired. I have a better idea. They should just give me that money. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, like oh, maybe invest help in research. Or, yeah. 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 Like concussion research. Anything. Or, okay. Okay. Yeah. Or give it to but me. But this is the thing. This is why college athletics is so out of control. Right. Because it's a multi, multi, multi million dollar business. Yeah. Well, and then I also wonder like, okay, so these Cavender twins at Miami, they're getting all this attention. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some really great players on the team that aren't getting that attention. Sure. So it's just interesting to see who gets those name image like likeness deals and then who doesn't all on the same teams, you know, it, it is interesting. And then it, it comes into what we do for a living is marketability and right. marketing and who is most marketable and all of it. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I do find it interesting that like the number one barometer for NIL deals for men is their sports performance. And for women, the number one looks. for women is what they look like. Yeah. Except they were, um, whatever I was reading was listing a few gals that weren't lookers, but they were doing well with the name image like sure. this. So, you They're know, probably ballers though. They right? were ballers. Yeah. yeah. Not lookers though. And that's hey, all that their really own. matters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think it's great that these kids are able to make some money. I just hope they're making wise choices. You know how I am about this. I wasn't down with the name image likeness thing before, but now I'm kind of like, Well, so right. here's the thing though, this climate in college sports of people having egregious uses of the money that they're donating is not new. It's been around for right. years. It used to be this exact same climate, but the kids got nothing. Yeah, but the, this stuff is like Nike is is investing in, you know, some of these players. And yeah. I mean, there's a big name, you know. For sure. This isn't just, you know, some guy with a bag of cash. Totally. The last thing here, the Cavender twins are um, perhaps pursuing careers as WWE superstars. What do you think of this? Get it. 
Love it. <laughs> Do it. Why not? Why not? Why I mean, mean, you're not going to play for the WNBA, most likely. But if you, you don't make any money in the WNBA. Yeah, so like... The, I think the league maximum the WNBA is $115,000. Honestly, I wish I had pursued the WWE in my youth. Do you think I could be like a senior WWE? Like come out like in a, with like a walker and then just like bang him over the head? Like a walker and a muumuu? I think that would be really good. Yo, I'm going to pitch it. I can't wait. Okay. I, I can't wait to see the outfits that they try to make you wear. Well, it'll be muumuus. It'll be big baggy clothes. WNBA average salary, $120,000 a year. The league maximum, $215,000. So actually, that's that's a, that's a significant jump. It's still nowhere near to, to equitable, but... Well, yeah, but then you get that social jump. media money. You get that, I'm sure, sponsorships here and there. I mean, those some like girl, Nikki Bella and those girls, the Bella twins, they got yeah. all sorts of fame. They got a reality show out of it. Highest paid players of the WNBA all make $234,936. Hmm. And then endorsements, That's, maybe? That is, uh, the, let's see, there's, uh, there are one, two, three, there is six players that make that much money. Wow. Diane Taurasi, Jewel Lloyd, Arika Agunbowale, Agunbowale, wow. Skylar Diggins, Ella Deladon, and Dewana Bonner. Where's Brittany on there? She's not on this list. Hmm. She's going to get paid for a big interview. Oh, though, yeah, there so. she is. Brittany Griner makes $165,100 huh. in salary. That buys a lot of hash. <laughs> Chicken doesn't know sports. Chicken <laughs> doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. Uh, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app on our new Tuesday slot presented by Hot House Yoga and the Hype House. What else you got? I just need to point something out that I'm on Tuesdays okay. now. Used to be Thursdays. Used to be Fridays. Yeah, yeah. it's because you're versatile. Because I'm versatile, but also because we need a big fat sponsor. A big fat sponsor okay, to get great. me my own hour. That costs okay? millions and millions of dollars. So hit me up. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Matt, Mac McClung. Mac McClung, yeah, YouTube sensation. I mean, the cutest thing. First, I have to say my friend Jen keeps sending me, like, memes of this guy. So she really wants me to talk about him. Okay. So he's the first G League player mm -hmm. to win the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. um, he was making, in the G League, $5,000 per day or per game. So basically made, like, 50 grand or something. Yep. Just signed a deal with the 76ers. That's right. Now, it's a two-way contract. What yep. does that mean? It's really complicated, but... Can you dummy it down for me? Uh, a two-way contract means that you are like in the G League still, but you can be called up to the NBA. It's about the way that they like share uh, the salary, basically. Okay. So he's not going to be making a million dollars a year like a full NBA player. He'll be making... That's right. Beginning of the 2017-2018 season, the National Basketball Association added two-way contracts between NBA teams and NBA G League teams. Each team can offer two contracts per season to players with fewer than four years of NBA experience. Unlike the NHL, these contracts are not offered to every aspiring NBA player but are intended for players whom a team would like to keep on retainer without having to sign them to a full-time contract. However, some players drafted during the second round of the NBA draft can be retained by teams under two-way contracts as an alternative signing method. So basically, they're signing Mac McClung because he's got some hype to him after winning the dunk contest, but they're not fully invested in him being good enough to be on their active roster for the rest of the year. Okay, that's dumb. Okay. Because... <laughs> 
Who even here talks about the 76ers anymore? Okay, the 76ers are one of the best teams in the NBA. Though. Well, I've barely heard of them. <laughs> Who's their best player? Mac, Mac McClung. <laughs> Definitely not. Who? Uh, Philadelphia 76ers right now are four games out of first place in the East. They have the fifth best record in the NBA. Uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers best player is Joel Embiid. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Never heard of him. I know you haven't. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the greatest players in the world. Uh, they also have your your boy, James Harden. Oh, hmm. you've heard of him. I thought he was in Dallas or something. No, no, James or Harden's Houston. in Philly. Nope, he's in he's in Philly. I think, but he just got traded to Philly. He's been in Philly for a couple of years. Oh, who am I thinking of then? Uh, your boy Kyrie got yeah, traded yeah, to yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, was, yeah. Was uh, he with Philly? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I know you're thinking Mac McClung just won the dunk contest, so he should be on the 76ers. First of all, being able to dunk is so non consequential in the NBA because every person in the NBA can dunk. Every guy. Second well, of all, th- none of them won the contest. Second of all, the dunk contest has been so watered down because none of the great players will do it anymore because they think it'll hurt their image. Huh. LeBron James has not done a dunk contest since he was in high school. Hmm. If LeBron James wanted to go win the dunk contest, he's going to go win the dunk contest. But he has never done it because he didn't want to tarnish like he's afraid. his... The last, like, I'm trying to think of the last great player to do and win the dunk contest. Probably Kobe Bryant and the reason he did it is because he was 19 still, so he hadn't, like, arrived on the scene. There's a lot of controversy behind the dunk contest. Not controversy, but, like, guys just don't want to do it because they think it's going to hurt their image because, like, it's a, it's a no-win situation, right? If you're Russell Westbrook or LeBron James or one of, like, the greatest dunkers in the game, if you don't win, it, it like, right. hurts your, See? They're afraid. your swag. Uh, the last thing, though, is there's all sorts of things that play into the politics of sports and, like, why you are or aren't on a team. I would say that the organization in which the most talented people are in the organization of every organization on the earth involving sports is the NBA. There's no one that's not in the NBA that should be in the NBA. Okay. Everybody that should be in the NBA is in, in the, the NBA because they have the most unbelievable scouting ever. Every team has hundreds of people that scout for them. All right, well, All maybe, the globe. you know, here's another idea. He could play for the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> He's mean, got the, you know, skills. He can do that. Mac McClung was a legend in high school. So was I. Because he started making these crazy YouTube videos. Yeah. And then he uh, he's from Texas. And he ended up going to Georgetown for a couple years. And then he ended up transferring to Texas Tech back in his home stakes. He's from Texas. And then he's just been bouncing around. I mean, I guess the thing is, it's cool when he won the dunk contest. There's a reason he's not in the NBA. Okay. It's because he's not good enough to be in the NBA. He's only 6'2". That's right. He's kind of little. He's kind of little. Yeah. And he's just, like, pretty okay at basketball. I mean, he's a good basketball player. All right. Well, I was happy for him. You just have to be so good. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Mac McClung's McClung's doing just fine. He's making money playing basketball. Good for him. All right. Um, Check out those sports ESPN radio. Uh, What else you got? Yesterday, this news popped up in my um, world that made me laugh so hard. And it was, and first of all, I have to say it was on a really not reputable gossip site. Okay. But it said Tom (laughs) Brady was going to not go and work at Fox or Fox Sports or wherever he's supposed to go. And he's going to take some time and be a stand-up comedian. Whoa. And I laughed and laughed because that was the funniest thing. What is the website you're getting this on? Radar Online. The first Google result is a website called She Knows. Well, you might as well write that website. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what we should change the segment name to. <laughs> she knows nothing. Um, 
But today, on an even less reputable site, TMZ, it said, no, he is not going to do stand-up comedy. He is going to be roast, do a roast, and be roasted. And I am putting my hat in the ring to be a roaster. Oh, man. Who are they going to get to roast him? I mean, Giselle would be perfect. She's not coming to that. I know. Um, Gronk? Me. Yeah. Gronk. Who else? I mean, everybody. He doesn't, does he have like famous friends? I, I don't Usually know. the roasts are so funny because they're like with well, the other famous people and Norm MacDonald hangs out with them. And It's generally um, that really funny comedian guy, Jeffrey Ross, yep. and he hosts them and yep. he is the king of roasting. I mean, he is amazing. And then they sometimes, I mean, it just really depends. Like if he doesn't have any famous friends, they'll just have comedians roast him. Is Tom Brady going to be able to handle being roasted? No, he's going to cry like a little baby. <laughs> I mean, because that's part of it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you have to be able to, a lot of times, to, be able to like, take it. Actors and comedians and stuff, they are self-deprecating, so they don't live in this world of delusion. So when people are ripping them apart, they can take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure he's going to have to, someone's going to have to approve. Has Tom that. Brady been like the subject of just great ridicule and making being made fun of for, I mean, it's been so long. In my world, yes. Well, uh, yeah, right, sure. But... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd watch for sure. No, I, I, I will watch it too. I hopefully will be a part participating. <laughs> okay, that, is, that would be a dream. Chicken doesn't know sports. On her way to Comedy Central to roast TV twelve. Oh, that'd be amazing. What else you got? Well, you wanted to talk about Russell Wilson, and you have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I have long said that Russell Wilson is one of the most nauseating personalities in all of sports, and that his uh, fit that he threw in Seattle. That then led to his, he and his enormous contract getting traded to the Denver Broncos. I thought it was so great that Russell Wilson went down in flames last year. That was so great that the whole thing did not work and was just a complete disaster. And is he still there? Do they He's still in Denver. Will they trade and, him? So here's the news of the day. So to answer your question, no, they can't trade him because he's got what they call dead cap money. So if you were to cut or trade Russell Wilson, you'd have to pay, still pay him upwards of $50 million and you'd also have to eat another 50 to $60 million on the salary cap. So it would ruin your franchise. Wow. It's the worst contract ever. Uh, for them, not for, for him. Right. So they can't cut him. They already fired their coach. Denver did. But the report, the two most recent reports that came out in The Athletic last week were, one, that Russell Wilson was basically trying to throw a mutiny in Seattle and get Pete Carroll and John Snyder fired. Pete Carroll, the head coach, John Snyder, the GM. This is recently. This was before he got traded. And they they said, okay, we're not firing Pete Carroll. He's one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NFL. You're fired. We're trading you. Second part, though, is that the Denver Broncos gave this guy his own personal office in the second floor of their facility with all the other executives. And Russell Wilson told all his teammates that he had a quote-unquote open-door policy. He's supposed to be in the locker room. Yeah, what is... He's supposed to be in the locker room and on the practice field. Is he putting on a pair of khakis and so this polo guy, and sitting in his laptop? This guy's literally going to work and like promoting his own enterprise during the day. And all of his endorsements and all of his other money, Mr. Incredible or whatever he calls himself, is... I only take half a day off a year, you know, 364 and a half days of work a year. You're stupid, dude. Enjoy your life. Besides, he's working at a desk, so he's not that. Exactly. Regardless, the dude is so cringe, it's crazy. And I just think it's so great that the world is getting to see how big of a tool anybody that's followed Pacific Northwestern sports for the last 10 years already knew. Now, question. Yeah. They fired the coach because he's the one who brought Russell Wilson over? No, they fired the coach because he didn't know how to manage the clock. 
Okay. There's there's children your your children's age that know how to call timeouts at a more apt and accurate time than Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. And where is that guy? It sounds like he couldn't hack it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Nathaniel, I'll be here all night. Nathaniel Hackett, you're getting right. You're fast tracking to the roast on Comedy Central. Nathaniel Hackett's BFFs with your BFF, Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. And he just was hired as oh, the offensive coordinator Vegas? for the New York Jets. Oh, New York Jets. Okay. To try to lure Aaron Rodgers there. Interesting. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett were uh, palling around in Green Bay for a while. And that's how Nathaniel Hackett got his job in De- Denver. You know, if Studio 54 was still open, I bet Aaron Rodgers would zip right over to New York. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Studio 54, <laughs> sweet. Uh, sounds, you know, accepting, thrilling, fun. Yeah. Regardless. Uh Russell Wilson having a quote-unquote open-door policy for his teammates is just him in a nutshell. I mean, what an ego. He's so much bigger of a tool than Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Okay, so rank. Russell Wilson's the biggest tool in the history of professional sports. Russell Wilson's my least favorite athlete that's ever participated in sports. I know. You, Russell Wilson to you is Tom Brady to me. Sure. Like Russell Wilson. But you like certain parts about Tom Brady. Like what? There's nothing rewarding about. (laughs) Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson to me you is like... You find it impressive that Tom Brady played football until he was 45 years old. No, I found it appalling. <laughs> I did not find it impressive. I found it stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something you like about Tom Brady. You liked Tom Brady when he was a little bit drunk on champagne after they won the Super Bowl. I mean, because it was fun to make fun of. Yeah. He had a sip of champagne. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's much greater comedic folly, but... Uh, Russell Wilson just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he just sucks. Like, okay. he, he's just so disingenuous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about him. I just hate his hair. Like, he has a really <laughs> bad haircut. Yeah. I just, it's like, I don't know, cheesy, but. Chicken doesn't know sports, ESPN radio. Anything else? I have a humble brag. Can't wait. Three humble brags. People know who you are in public now. I was at the dentist two weeks ago. Yeah. Jensen Dental. Shout uh-huh. out, Dr. Hank. Yeah, Hank. And he came in and said, you've been coming to me for however many years, and I just realized you're the chick who doesn't know sports. Amazing. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. Because I felt, I'm trying to think of all the horrific things I've said on air. You forget people are listening. Yeah, right. And then I went and dropped off cookies at Montana MRI. Um, yeah. They're a client. And the gentleman that works there said, oh, you're the chick who doesn't know sports. I'm like, yes, I am. Thanks for listening. Here I am. Thanks for being a fan. And then yesterday, I picked up my um, tax stuff from my accountant, and he's like, hey, I've been listening to you on the radio. See? I mean. Look at you. John Cooper, accountant. Look at all this free I'm advertising giving, you're giving I'm giving shout right outs now. to my fans, so if you're a fan. So I guess uh, <laughs> Jensen Dental and Cooper Accounting, if you want to split the uh, segment <laughs> sponsorship of Chicken Does Montana MRI, don't forget them. There you go, Montana MRI. You guys yeah. can split it three ways. Yeah. It's only $10,000 a day. Yeah. Solid gold. Solid gold. Well, congratulations Thank on being you. famous. I have a, an ego now. Yeah, well, you know, as uh, as I was describing to my girlfriend over the weekend, it only gets better until it gets worse. Well, my kids bring me down. So if I can, my teenagers knock me down about 10 notches. Anytime I'm feeling good, they, they make sure I stop. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to you about minimalism, but we're out of time. So save that for next week. Maybe you can join our minimalism challenge. Throw away one no. item a day for the whole month and see where you're at. Gotta, I, would, I would do that. You gotta let go to have space in no, your life. I would definitely do that. Okay. Minimalism next week on Chicken Does No Sports. Thanks for being here, Carol. Thanks. I know. I'm weird. I'm sorry. 
New Orleans now. ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app on SWX Montana Television right now. Got the Frontier Conference Women's Basketball Championship game. Late in the, uh, I guess midway through the second quarter, rather. Montana Western leads Carroll College 23-20. to So we'll keep you apprised on what's going on uh, in that action. We'll really break down the brackets for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. I can't even remember what inspired my old school rap mood today, but that's where we're at. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN MT app. Most weekdays between 4 and 6 p.m. Also on the uh, SWX Montana television. Not right now, though. Frontier Conference. Women's Basketball Championship game. Playing out. Montana Western leads Carroll College 28-22. Two minutes to go uh, in the first half. This is the last run for several uh, marquee players. Brindley Fitzgerald, a Dillon product who started her career at Montana State. She's one of the best players for the Montana Western women playing in her hometown. And for the Carroll College women, Cameron Hillborn, one of the best all-around athletes to come out of Montana. She's done all sorts of stuff. She was a state champion in high school in soccer, basketball three times, and track and field in the pole vault. She then played basketball at Montana State, ran track at Montana State, then did basketball and track at Carroll College. Now she's just uh, just focusing on the basketball, one of the best point guards in the Frontier Conference, and uh, along for one last ride with one of her best friends and one of her uh, high school teammates, Jamie Pickens. So a lot of star-studded uh, roster action here in this Frontier Conference Women's Basketball Championship game. We'll have an update on who wins this tomorrow? Because I think it'll probably still be going before we are off the air here uh, tonight. Or I guess after we are off the air here uh, tonight. Also in news from the inbox, the Grizz got a new D-line coach. Mike Linehan. If the last name sounds familiar, it's because it is a familiar name in Big Sky Conference circles. Scott Linehan was a great quarterback at the University of Idaho in the mid 1980s. He then rose through the coaching ranks in the college world in the 90s, and then he got a job with the Minnesota Vikings in 2002 and stayed for most of the last 20 years in the NFL. He's back in the college ranks right now. I think he's at Missouri, but he's a guy that uh, has coached forever and ever and ever. He is Mike Linehan's father. Mike Linehan, the new defensive line coach for the Grizz, is also the brother of Matt Linehan. Matt Linehan Played quarterback at Idaho as well. He was a, a good player. He led them to that bowl game, uh, which was their last successful year in the FBS in 2016. And Matt Linehan now is the wide receivers coach on Jason X staff there uh, at Idaho. Mike Linehan, who's the new D-line coach for the Grizz, he, he played for three years uh, for the Vandals and then transferred to North Texas for his final two seasons. The uh, crossover here 
is that Mike Linehan has spent the last three years helping coach at San Diego State. He's a graduate assistant there on San Diego State. So uh, that's sort of the tie that binds. Uh, Bobby Houck obviously came to Montana after spending time at San Diego State. Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, says Mike has a great background in football and a great background in a couple different systems. I really like his uh, enthusiasm for coaching the D-line. He's technically sound and understands what he wants to get done. He also comes from a family of Idaho Vandals, so we're excited to get a Grizz out of that group. Young, the press release doesn't say how old he is, but I'm assuming he's very young, graduating from college in uh, his final collegiate season was 2019, so I'm imagining this guy's in his mid to late 20s. Uh, For those wondering, he was a linebacker at North Texas, had 20 tackles in 22 games, and uh, helped the Mean Green advance to the New Mexico Bowl. At Idaho, Mike Linehan uh, saw action in 21 games and uh, had five tackles in Idaho's season opener in 2016 against Montana State, which also doubled as the first game for the Bobcats under then first-year head coach Jeff Choate. That year, the Vandals obviously went on to play uh, in a bowl game, and they beat Colorado State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, 60-51. to That was arguably Idaho's high watermark during their FBS days. They finished 9-4 and that season. And uh, that was their most wins as an FBS member. Linehan, in the press release, says, I'm excited to join a program with such rich tradition of winning. And it's great to be back in the Pacific Northwest. I'm also excited to work with a group that has a lot of experience and is eager to play. I can't wait to get rolling. The uh, central figure of the Montana defensive line this upcoming season will be Alex Gubner, who will be a senior for the Grizz. He's a four-year starter, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the conference. They also have talented returners like Jacob McGowan and Cale Edwards at uh, defensive end. And uh, Henry Noose also back, who showed some flashes last year. Uh, they do have to replace a few guys on the defensive line, including Eli Alford, who was, who was a great uh, r- rotational player with Gubner on the inside there at, at the nose spot, and then they also have to replace Diari Todd, who was a transfer from Michigan State who was solid during his senior year last year, struggled with some injuries down the stretch and ended up having his career ended by injury but still uh, a high character guy and a really smart player and a guy who, who contributed pretty uh, pretty well. Uh, Andrew, uh, any thoughts? I mean, the Grizz do start spring ball tomorrow, which is crazy to think given the weather we've had. It's so funny the varying ways that college football programs want to do spring ball these days. Bobby Houck likes to get it in and get it done, whereas like Montana State, Brett Vegan, he's not going to start for like three weeks. They're not going to be done until late April. The Grizz wrap spring ball in early April. The uh, spring game is scheduled for April 7th, so different ways of doing it. But what I mean, this was the last piece to the coaching staff any thought or reaction to this? It's just interesting to me that you go from a guy in Barry Sachs who's been in the coaching ranks for 42 years who retires to a guy that is was just in college a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was going to be my point, Coulter. Thanks for the reminder about spring ball starting tomorrow as well. That's kind <laughs> right. of uh, ridiculous and like a little double take back here. Uh, yeah, I mean, just making the switch, bringing in, bringing in youth. Uh, I mean, I think the defining attribute of that defensive staff with Kent Bayer with Barry Sachs was just the experience and now you're bringing in um, you know 
more youthful coaches to replace them. We'll see how it works out. Uh, not really sure what else to say about it. I mean, comes from a coaching family. That's great. Yep. Has experience in the Big Sky Conference. That's great. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's not really much to say about this just because, um, I mean, here's where we're at. This will be Bobby Houck's 13th season leading Montana. He's been a head coach for now close to 20 years when you include his uh, five-year stint at UNLV. Bobby Houck's always had great defenses, and he's always had great defensive coaches, and those guys have nurtured great defensive players. Coach Houck, the least of Montana's worries in football is their ability to develop defensive players. I mean, they're going to have good to great defensive players always. Um, so, I don't know really that this could be anything but just solid uh, and maybe great, but I don't really know. I think more than anything, we'd have to analyze how Linehan can recruit because, again, the Grizz are just going to be fundamentally sound and they're going to play really hard defensively. That's just the MO of Bobby Houck. Take a look at the Big Sky Conference brackets after they were solidified from last night. One through ten, men's and women's basketball for Boise. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you had like the Spotify rap or something, like the Napster rap. <laughs> Does anyone remember Napster? That was quite a thing. I remember we were like all the way extended on Napster, just downloading like 200 songs a day. And my dad told us that he was going to turn us into the FBI and that we were going to go to prison forever. And I, we totally believed him. And uh, we kept downloading music because we were bad kids. <laughs> I bet you, though, like my 12-year-old uh, self, that was like one of my all-time most played songs. A little PM Don for you here on your Tuesday. Update from the Frontier Conference Women's Basketball Championship game. Tight one. Montana Western leads Carroll College 28-26 at halftime. You can find the second half. On SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in today's show? All sorts of stuff. Heard from Brian Holsinger after his team sewed up a bye in the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Also gave you all the scores from a chaotic Monday night that wrapped up the regular season in Big Sky men's and women's hoops. We also heard from Boone Nelson. He's the head coach of the Hamilton girls basketball team. They are headed to the state tournament. They were the runner-up at the Western A Divisional this last week. And last weekend, and uh, they toppled Dylan in the process, one of the better wins in the postseason so far. We also heard from Jason Schultz of the Rock and Rudy's Attic. We also had our Treasure State Stars, best performances from around the wide world of sports in the state of Montana. Carol, the two does no sports, swung by, and the Grizz have a new D-line coach, Mike Linehan. 
from Idaho to North Texas to San Diego State. Now he is the defensive line coach for the Grizzlies. They start spring ball tomorrow. You can find everything from today's Nuanas Now on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time, and presented by the Montana State Bookstore, their go-to spot to get all your blue and gold gear when you're on campus there at Montana State. Here's a way, uh, here's the way, I should say, that the brackets broke down here for the Big Sky Conference. In men's hoops, Eastern Washington, despite two straight losses, they are the number one seed headed to the tournament. Uh, They will not play until 5.30 on Sunday. Montana State, they've won 10 out of 11. They're the two seed. They'll play their first game at 8 p.m. The three seed goes to Weber State. They'll play their first game on Monday at 8 p.m. Sac State, they get the six seed. They beat Portland State last night to eliminate the prospect of having a makeup game between Portland State and Montana. So Sac gets the six. And they'll play uh, Weber State. And uh, then the 7 goes to Portland State. They'll play 8th seeded Northern Colorado Monday at 8 p.m. The 9 seed goes to NAU, and they'll play 10th seeded Idaho. That's the first game of the men's tournament, 5.30 on Saturday. So that's the way that your scheduling breaks down. NAU plays Idaho at 5.30 on Saturday. Then Portland State, Northern Colorado in the nightcap. Eastern Washington plays uh, the winner of NAU and Idaho on Sunday. Montana State, they play the winner of Portland State and Northern Colorado on Sunday evening. And then Montana, the Grizzlies, they get the fourth seed. They play fifth-seeded Idaho State at 5.30 on Monday. And Weber State, they take on third-seeded, or excuse me, sixth-seeded Sac State. Weber's the three, Sac is the six. Uh, so that's the way your men's tournament plays out. The women's t- tournament, there's three champions on the women's side. That's the first time that has ever happened. Tri-champions. NAU swept the Bobcats, so they get the one seed. First time they've won the league championship since 1998. Montana State, they swept the Lady Grizz, and that was the tiebreaker between Montana State and Sac State since those two teams split. So MSU gets the two seed. Sac State, well, Haas teams in the league, they get the three seed. Eastern Washington, who won in Bozeman last night to spoil Darian White's senior night uh, at Montana State, uh, they get the four seed. And then the Lady Grizz, who withstood a 40-point effort from Beyonce B on the way to an 85-82 win over Idaho, uh, Lady Grizz get the fifth seed. Idaho, they get the sixth seed in the bye that comes with it. The seventh seed is Portland State. The eighth seed is Idaho State. The ninth seed, Northern Colorado. The tenth seed, Weber State. So the way that the uh, tournament times... Uh, Roll out. The tournament gets started at noon on Saturday. Northern Colorado and Weber State, 9-10. Then Portland State versus Idaho State, that's 7-8. That's at 2-30. Sunday's actually get started at noon as NAU takes on the winner of UNC and Weber State. Montana State gets the winner of Portland State and Idaho State at 2-30. And then Monday's games, Eastern Washington versus Montana at noon. Sac State versus Idaho at 2-30. So we will have... Full coverage, full previews for you uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, well, not pretty soon, all week long. 
as we get you prepped up for another tournament takeover as we head to Boise, Idaho on Friday. Tomorrow, we got around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with us uh, here on your radio dial. And we will recap all of the highlights of the regular season. We also have Big Sky Conference quick hitters. We're going to do some word association and go through all 10 teams on the men's side. Myself and Andrew Houghton will as part of our ESPN roundtable. And we'll also give you our all-conference picks from the Big Sky Conference. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Wednesday, Nuana is now. In the meantime, have yourself a great Tuesday evening and be good. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.